Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off ends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Given that this episode is posted on April Fool's, I guess you may think that I'm going to tell some sort of April Fool's joke or prank or whatever like that. But given the state that our country is in, in 2021, where people are actually... Um, applauding the fact that there may be COVID vaccine passports um, out here further in <laughs> infringing on your right of privacy, in this case, medically in particular. And people are, are getting behind that enthusiastically for because they just don't care about their freedom. And it's just so many people like that. And like, it just, it is sad. Anyway, that on top of having you know tragic shootings that is, have gone on in the past couple of weeks and the call for more gun control and just Democrats pouncing on that and, and using that as always and then talking about uh, a tax hike where people are <laughs> actually I mean because it's Biden because you know he's not the mean old Trump man sending mean treats tweets or whatever so i guess tax heights are all co- are, are okay now and i mean then the crisis at the border you got legal immigration running wow and just and not really caring about doing anything about it other than just making sure they get in no matter what no matter what how they basically are starting their relationship with this country is by breaking the law and but for Democrats, that's that's totally fine, and so we got all that going on, and on yeah, and also you have President Biden calling election integrity bills that are being passed in numerous states, calling calling like racist, and that it's the new Jim Crow and all that, and nonsense coming out of his administration and stuff like that. With all that that's going on, I mean, look to be honest. When it comes to talking about April Fools and all that, look, <laughs> right now we are the fools.
from the highways of America, here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. All right. Welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe, and this is episode 198. And whatever title this is going to be, I have no clue what it's going to be. But um, it may be something just simple where I just list the things I'm talking about <laughs> in the title. Um, hey, I mean, here we are. We're almost at 200. So who knows what we're going to. I mean, not saying we are, we're phoning it in at the at the end, but, you know. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, I appreciate you listening. So we're at trinchat247.com and also available on most popular podcast outlets and if you want to get in touch with us on social media just go to brian l bledsoe on instagram and twitter and at trinchat247 on facebook so i guess the first i mean it's been a while since the last episode and a lot has happened obviously given that we haven't been on in a couple of weeks now, but I know I mentioned about a couple of shootings that had happened in the past couple of weeks, which I mean, by now things people have forgotten, especially the one in Boulder, because that was, you know, the, the shooter was the, was the wrong color for the, for the media narrative. So they, they, they don't really want to focus on that Boulder shooting because it had a, <clears throat> you had a Muslim involved as far as the, the shooter was and um but um the shooting that happened in atlanta then that you know that definitely stayed in the media rotation for a, a, a lot longer because it was <laughs> it was the color of the people that they want to target which is you know the shooter was a uh was a white male so and put and also given the fact that he um the victims were at least a number of them were Asian Americans. So that was perfect for the media to want to talk about that from, you know, 24 seven. But, um, you know, as I mentioned, like clockwork for those shootings, you had Democrats out there just using that to, um, for their, for their plan for gun control and using that to like, okay, this is, you know, we should, do more and all all that and basically just a typical wanting to infringe on the second amendment rights of law-abiding citizens and, and it happens every single time and it's going to keep happening and especially now with the biden administration and democrat control of house and senate and all that so that's really wasn't surprising and where that all that's going to go um, haven't really heard much about it actually as far as on the federal level at least i know in texas there are some you know the legislative um, session is going on and there are some bills that are actually getting a hearing and on um, this in the next couple of days as far as when this episode is posted and actually i am planning to go down to austin again because um so now the covid testing is not a requirement 
to get into the Capitol. Although you can go on the House side, but the Senate side does require a COVID test. So you can get in. You just can't go into the Senate part, which I think um, Sid Miller, the ad commissioner in Texas, is um, suing. I think I saw that, that he was suing to try to get that removed. I mean. Uh, I don't even know where that that was probably about a week ago. I just thought about that, but um, but yeah. So anyway, I'm planning to go um down to Austin again now. Actually, go, being able to go inside because I wasn't about to take no tests, you know, for for the chance of some false positive, and then I had to be off the road and all that. So I wasn't about to go through those troubles. But if I ain't got to take the test, then I got, I'll go in and hopefully I get the chance to testify. Not not only. Oh, hopefully both, but either or hopefully one of them. So there is a election integrity bill that is in um, in the House that is getting the hearing tomorrow, tomorrow, April 1st. Um, and also there are a bunch of, um, you know, uh, gun rights bills that are also getting hearing. So I'm going to try to try one of them and maybe I might testify in one one. I I am particularly trying to testify in the election integrity bill for, you know, I, I mentioned in the last episode and just, or maybe I didn't matter of fact, maybe I didn't. I'm thinking about, <laughs> I'm thinking about, um, the Blexit Texas podcast that me and Harper Price do every Sunday. So I don't think I mentioned it on here cause, um, yeah, cause it wasn't, it hasn't really, um, started as far as those bills because we already had in georgia that they had a election integrity bill that passed so so yeah so yeah yeah i didn't talk about it on here so i mean because you know it's been long overdue for you know texas republicans to get serious about election integrity which i would just say it's um you know it's about time (laughs) it seems like it had to take the 2020 election and everything to come to a head to, to finally do something about something that's been a problem for years, not just last year. But anyway, meanwhile, um, you know, it's, um, disheartening, but not surprising that, you know, opposition wants to further deregulate something as consequential as voting. I mean, uh, and I think this is kind of something I'm going to say if I get a chance to testify in, um, in Austin is that, you know, there, there needs to be more accountability, verification and transparency, not less. And again, like something as important as a vote should have as much um, security as possible. I mean, there's a line between trying to meet voter co- uh, convenience to make sure people are able to to easily vote there's a line between that and also tipping over to the point to where it's so easy where you are making it a an, an environment for bureaucratic corruption and the opposition to this to these bills whether in Georgia or, or Texas essentially just want to make it a free for all like they don't care if you have ID, they don't care how many times or whatever like that. And they just like, just, just people just, to you know, they can write it on a, you know, on a blank sheet of paper and put it in the mailbox or just hand it over to some person that should count as a vote. I mean, that's, that's how, 
how they want to to count votes and how they want the that's that's how loose the security should be i mean not even that they probably will they i wouldn't be surprised democrats would be like hey just just shout it out just <laughs> just go to your just just whisper to somebody just you know what matter of fact tell me and i'll tell them that you voted and i said that five or six people voted or something like, i mean yeah just something where it's just a total open system and they just there's um just just no accountability uh for it and i, I tell you this if it was you know if we were looking at it where they weren't getting any um <laughs> getting um getting any help from this and that is it is benefiting them democrats in particular if it wasn't benefiting them then they would be right behind this should be a bipartisan bill let's put it that way um when it comes to uh just security when it comes to the elections but but it's not and it kind of that is uh telling so i mean you have president biden when the when the bill passed in Georgia, where he, like I've mentioned in the intro that he was calling the bill, that this is the new Jim Crow and basically, you know, just calling the racist. So this is what Joe Biden is calling racist down in Georgia. So they just passed a bill where now Georgians will have, uh, you know, ha have to require voter ID for absentee ballots, ballots printed on secure paper to authenticate votes. Um, and you know, no more private funding of elections, whether you have, so, uh, like a company like Facebook out there, you know, spending money on elections. And so you, you know, no longer have that. It's funny when you talk about private money, I mean, Democrats in particular, you know, love to talk about, you know, dark money and, um, donors, it's when it comes to these packs, as far as donating to different packs for candidates and all that, and want to get rid of, well, if not get rid of it, but they want to out private donors so everyone to know who they are, so they basically can be targeted to be harassed and all that. But when it comes to this particular part, as far as being helped out and getting money from companies like Facebook, when it comes to elections, they have no problem with that. But anyway. Election observers get complete access to the voting process. Again, like I said, all this is about transparency. That right there, election observers, complete access to voting process. Okay, that's transparency. That's accountability and verification also. And I'm sure some people that work in those election offices will be like, what well, is just going to make our jobs harder and Oh, no, they're just going to uh, get in our way and all that. Boo-hoo. I mean, to, to sit back and just try to try to make it seem like, oh, we don't want all these people here watching us what we do. Why? Why not? If you're doing everything on up and up, then you shouldn't have no problem with it, especially when it comes to counting votes. And, yeah, there should be as many, as many eyes on it as possible to make sure everything is done correctly anyway so so yeah we um we have 
all of that going on <laughs> currently in numerous states. So I am hoping that, you know, a number of these states are able to pass these bills. I know here to Jackson in particular have been going to different states. I know. So they're in Texas and all, all places where these bills are being uh, filed. And yeah, so at least in Texas, hopefully I'll be able to take a part of it next. Well, <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> and maybe, you know, help out some way, some way possible. I don't know. So we'll get to the, I know I want to mention about Christy known a little bit. And also some, when I mentioned about taxes in the beginning and Falcon and Winter Soldier and trying to look at all, I'm looking at everything right now, like taxes and a tax hike. And then also you had, um, Buttigieg talking about, <clears throat> um, a, a mileage tax and all that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot, but I feel like I'm not going to, it's not going to be that long. So <laughs> I say that, but you know me, so I tend to rant. So you know how I am, but anyway, We'll be, we'll get to all that after a word from Young Americans Against Socialism. Hey guys, this is Morgan Zegers, the founder and CEO of Young Americans Against Socialism. We are a nonprofit organization working to preserve a free, fair, and prosperous America for generations to come, all by equipping our generation with the truth about socialism. If you're interested in watching our educational videos, donating to the cause, joining the Ask Coalition, or becoming a contributor, you can do all of these things at fightsocialism.org. We hope you'll join us in this crucial fight for the future of our great country. Thanks! Hey, it's Lawrence Jones with Fox News. Check out Trend Chat with my brother, Brian Blesso. Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you got to check out Kohl's. I got my daughter's the cutest Sotox for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off friends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details. Uh. Tens of thousands on my right, thousands by my side. War between good and evil, watching our fists collide. Battle for our freedom now, to the streets we ride. Flags waving all around, pages full of pride. This is what we make a stand, no more give a damn. We here at Trench Hat, we are proud to be part of the 1776 Militia. Check out 1776united.com. They have a wide array of clothing, hats, shirts, art, and more that is fiercely patriotic and stylish to match. Go to 1776united.com, and if you put in the code TRENCHAT, you get 20% off your first purchase. Again, 1776united.com, put in the code TRENCHAT for 20% off. Turn it to a form of glory, fix the bloody crack on the crown, fetch it down, it's going down. I'm not one to usually pick favorites, I'm either with my family or alone, but now I'm standing by All right, so, uh, so in the past week or so, Governor Christy Noem has been in the news, and she... <laughs> As someone that, you know, I I have become quite a fan of Kristen Ohm, especially her response to the whole COVID, um, everything about COVID, actually, <laughs> whether it's, um, 
you know, she didn't impose mass mandates the whole time in the state of South Dakota and all the other things that she have done in response to COVID. And I greatly commend her. And I think she, she did a great job with that, but right now she is kind of in the spotlight for, and also at, you know, at CPAC, she had one of the best speeches too. So, and so, but yeah, in the past week or so, she has this bill that is basically one of those uh, just uh, protecting women's sports, just basically saying biological males can't participate in women's sports, basically. And that's a very, <laughs> that's a very simple, <laughs> simple um, explanation because there's a, there's a lot to it. And that's actually kind of goes into what's going on. So South Dakota legislature put out this bill, which is, you know, there are a number of different bills in different states. It's kind of like the election integrity bill. There are a bunch of different bills, but they're all a little different. So anyway, not to get all into the details of the bill, the legislature passed the bill and it's been sitting on Governor Nome's desk for a while. And then people were kind of wondering why she hasn't signed the bill. And so then it got to when she she didn't sign it, but she vetoed it, but she didn't, it wasn't a full veto as you can, as you say, um, it was, a, it was basically what she did is that she looked at the bill and she kind of wanted to make some revisions to it and then sent it back to the legislature for, you know, to pass it. Like, you know, I'll pass it if you just change some things here or there, or whatever like that. So, uh, about a couple of days ago, the legislature said, no, we're not changing nothing. You sign it the way it is. <laughs> and so then she vetoed it. And, but after that, she decided to write a couple of executive orders, which I'm pretty sure these were already ready to go. Cause I think she probably knew that, <laughs> that they may have, or even if they didn't, she had it ready to go for, to write an, an executive order pretty much um, and I, so in a sense, it's kind of was a bit of a compromise. So like she did it, but like, you know, I don't know the effectiveness of executive orders in, in South Dakota. So if they're about the same as it is in the executive, you know, branch in, um, on a federal level, but so all that has kind of happened in the past couple of weeks. Now, there's been like kind of two sides on this with when it comes to Chrissy Nome and this particular bill where for one, her, um, her revisions seemed like it was more of a watering down of the bill. And it was a question as to why, and there were corporate interests, whether it was the NCAA or the chamber of commerce or just, you know, major corporations like Amazon that were pressuring her to not sign the bill. Um, because they, you know, I mean, there are say that, you know, that whatever reason, but basically because they're all progressive to one sense or another. I mean, I know a lot of people in the chamber of commerce tend to be Republican, but being Republican and conservative are two different things. They can easily be Republicans and be just as progressive as a Democrat. But, um, but the thing about as far as watering down the bill, and if that's the case, if she was doing this, and like I said, I don't know 
Because also you hear her in interviews and she was saying the reasons why she was doing it is because to make it to to make sure that it could stand up in the courts and in case of any legal action and that it would, you know, not be overturned if it goes goes that route, which it most likely will. That's what she was saying. She was saying, I'm I'm trying to make the bill to where we can win in the end as far as any litigation. And on the other hand, you know, you have people thinking that maybe she is bowing down to corporate interests and that's why she's watering down the bill. Now if she's doing that for the corporate interest. Um, I don't, I would think she would could see through that because all that's going to do, if she, if that's the route she's going, all that's going to do is just embolden those corporate interests to, you know to go further next time and they ultimately they just want her to basically be a rhino to basically be a republican name only just to be a just you know a republican that's basically a democrat that's all that's all they want these you know corporate interests in particular and you know and also in the end they're still going to seek her political demise so if she whenever she's up for a re-election they're going to back the whoever the Democrat is running against her, unless she conforms and do what they say. And then, like I said, then she would just basically be another rhino, like your Mitt Romney's in the other world. Um, you know, that being said, you know, I don't fault corporations like Amazon or any corporation really, but, um, I'm just choosing them because they were the ones that was kind of singled out in this. But, um, yeah, any corporation that makes their case to any public official about whatever, you know, whether they're talking to move to their state to build a headquarters or whatever they're looking to do, I don't fault them for, for making the, making their case that way and just, you know, putting it out there. I'm more upset with the elected officials that, you know, that give in. And I think that's where most people should, you know, focus their, uh, their ire towards any elected official. I mean, they're the one that are, they're the ones that are giving in saying yes. So you should think long and hard about the people you send to represent you. Go because, you know, I mean, a corporation or anybody that comes and try to plead their case that, that, hey, we would like this or that. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to plead your case to your to your representative. And then it's up to them to either say yay or nay. So, yeah, I, I think people don't really people tend to want to fault and get mad at Amazon. Like, why are you doing? Why are you, you know? trying to influence the vote or influence here and there because you're trying to move. Well, yeah, I would do that if I was running a company. I mean, it's up to the, to that governor or that Senator or whatever, like, you know, whatever public official you're talking about, it's up to them to say yes or no. And it's up to them, you know, and it's up to the people to hold those, those officials accountable if they don't agree. But, you know, Again, that's way too much personal responsibility for this country, it seems like. Because, um, yeah, I mean, the 
the idea of personal responsibility is just like going down the drain. You know, like we just need the government to do everything for us. Like we just can't, um, like whether it's come to this COVID mess in the past year or so, it just, yeah, we, we, <laughs> I don't know how many people are listening have seen the movie Wally, that Disney movie, <laughs> But we're, I mean, we're just basically going down that route to the point that we're just going to be sitting back, fat people just sitting in a, in a recliner and having everything just spoon-fed to us. <laughs> um, that seems like that's the route we want to go. I mean, so anyway, um, but yeah, so as far as how is this going to affect governor Nome's political prospects in the future? I know she, she was on the, she was on the fast track to being like a, a presidential nominee or, you know, candidate uh, for 2024. If that's what she was, you know, looking to do, but this is a bit of a setback and, you know, however, how this going to play out, who knows? But, um, but yeah, so I don't. Hmm. I was, oh, okay. Well, I was looking at something. You know, <laughs> I was just thinking because speaking of corporations and as far as their influence, like so, I I would say in Georgia, back you know going back to Georgia, where a company like Marvel had some influence. I I would definitely think they had some influence down there. And how being in the Atlanta, Georgia, you know, area, I would say led to the influence and how you've had now have two Democrat senators in, um, in Georgia. And I mean, just Hollywood in general being in Atlanta and, um, just, uh, again, that's, I have no problem with the uh, with the company making their <laughs> making the case and using their influence and 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 whatnot. It's up to you know again, it's up to the the people that vote and the people that are in office to make those decisions as far as if they want to if they want to accept or deny what they're selling. So, and I mentioned Marvel because I've been watching. I don't know how much I talked about WandaVision when it was on, but I've been watching uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier um, series on Disney Plus, and um, you know, I I like the show. <laughs> I do. I don't like it as much as WandaVision, but I do. You know, I do like the show. I I I don't know. I could tell you why. There's a little bit of hesitation because <laughs> um. The social commentary is just a little much. Matter of you know, matter of fact, it just yeah. That's the one thing that just kind of like okay, all right, we all okay. Yeah, sounds black. Everything black, especially every negative black thing, is in like the past. What the first two episodes <laughs> has had where um, Sam has tried to get along, got denied, obviously because he's black, and um, he gets harassed in the in the street because he's black you know <laughs> and um like a kid called him black falcon which why like he was never called black falcon but we got to put that in there so he can 
so he can have his little conversation with the kids saying like, well, why am I black Falcon? Why can't, why can't I be just the Falcon? Because I'm black. So, I mean, so those, and then not only that, then you have other things and, you know, other little subtle little points here and there. And then there's a storyline about basically, which is taken from the comics. This, you know, so this is from the comics, but still it's like they, they're using, um, what, what really happened at the Tuskegee experiment. And they kind of use that to, to weave in a story about, you know, a black soldier who was basically a, who received the same powers as Captain America, Steve Rogers, Captain America. And, but he was treated differently because he was black. So, so there are, are a bunch of that. And, and we're all, I've only, what is two episodes? All this, and there's more than that. And this all packed into two episodes. And so, yeah, so it's a bit much. <laughs> um, but, uh, so that's kind of one, uh, one negative part of it that I've just, I'm really, I'm, I mean, there's only six episodes. And like I said, that's only two that I'm talking about right there. Well, I guess I should say a spoiler alert, but look, this has been out for two, two weeks now. <laughs> but, um, even still, I didn't really give out much. I'm just telling you that's a bunch of like racial, you know, commentary in it. And that's only two episodes. I can only imagine the next four <laughs> were going to have it. You know, it seems like every couple of minutes, they got to be something in there about it. Like, yeah, I get it. Sam's black. I mean, everything, like every negative thing has got to be about him being black. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, it's not as far as that <laughs> that angle of it. It's just kind of, but but hey, it's um being that this is it's what well, this episode is posted on April first. I mean, just talking about movies in general. Godzilla versus Kong will be in theaters. It's, it's well, it should be already in theaters. I think it was um, March thirty first. So I'm looking forward to going to the theater to watch it and. <clears throat> Cause I know a lot of theaters are actually are opening up even more. Regal is back because um, Regal just closed all the theaters <laughs> um, months ago. Even though AMC and Cinemark stayed open, so but yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to go <laughs> go to the movie theater in the next couple of days to see Godzilla vs Kong and everything. So. So, you know, we seem like we're getting somewhat back to normal. But anyway, um, we'll get to the last topic, I guess, will be um, about these tech, tax hikes, <laughs> tax hikes <laughs> that have been rumored, which I don't, don't know why it's much of a rumor. You know, it's not surprising a Democrat administration want to raise taxes. That's what they do. They love, that's what they want. <laughs> that's what they want to do is all, and it's not, they're not going to call it tax hike. It's, it's either going to be called an investment or it's going to be talk, called, you know, the rich paying their fair share and, you know, just still taking other people's money. So, and so, yeah, so yeah, we'll get to that after a word from, the founder project. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's civics education video series, Civics for All Ages, 
and our educational meme series. We think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to Trend Chat. Chat is proud to be a part of the hashtag Life Tribe or Culture of Life as they seek to celebrate life through the like world Tony, of fashion. Go like to col1972.com and get 10% off your purchase like when you enter the code Trend Chat. All right, so um, well, the first song was "The Patriot" by you know, Topher, if you didn't know, and this is "Be Like Candace" by Savannah Craven. So, got a chance to interview her on the Blessed Texas podcast two weeks ago. So, it was funny. I I actually met her at CPAC, but I didn't know she had a song out. So, <laughs> I found out about it after CPAC, and like, oh, I mean. <laughs> She didn't say anything about a, about a song coming out soon, but but yeah, so that was her song, "Be Like Candace," and appreciate um, her her permission and Topher's for being able to play the song on on Trend Chat. So, and I know in the song we're you know talking like you know don't want to be like Cardi. Cardi B, if, for people that don't know, Cardi B is a rapper. If you don't know. And but be like Candace and Candace being Candace Owens. So in in case you don't know. Now, in mentioning just rappers in particular, I guess it's mentioned about these. Um, I haven't I didn't have this in in notes, but I just thought about it now. And this whole uh, deal with these Satan shoes and with the, a rapper named Little Nas X that basically did a video where he was down in hell and he was twerking and dancing on the devil and all that so it was and then the shoe came out <laughs> that had a a drop of actual human blood in it and i remember when i saw these and then you know and, and you could clearly see that they were um, they were nike shoes and all that <laughs> and and wow it's just um i mean it's it was it's disturbing the fact that we're in a, in a society that where because those things sold out now they only sold now get this they they only sold 666 because that's how many they had so obviously you know using the the um 666 number and all that i mean they, he just went full devil on this full satan on on these um on these shoes and the video and um the fact that we're in a society where people have, you know, will look at something, look at that video. And so like, you know, this video has got millions of views and I mean, yes, there's been plenty of criticism, obviously from Christians in particular, but still, um, I mean, those, those shoes were what a thousand dollars each. And so we, 
we have at least 666 people that were willing to spend $1,000 on some shoes that are basically worshiping the devil, along with the video. That just, you know, again, kind of goes back to what I mentioned in the, in the intro. Like, we're, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as far as any more commentary, I mean, for one, this been talked about enough and I am surprised that Nike decided to sue because I really thought they were just going to just kind of just lay low and just hope for, hope it all just subsides. <laughs> but they actually sued the company that um the the studio that made it because well also I guess let me mention this because I I feel like some people don't um know this happens so uh, there are, are a lot of times where a company, another company will buy a number, a couple hundred pairs of shoes from a shoe company. So like in this case, it was Nike. They'll buy the shoes from Nike. Then they'll redesign them their way, whatever they want to put on them. They'll redesign them, then sell them for a higher price as a limited edition. And then, you know, attach some celebrity. Sometimes it could be like, you know, a basketball player or some sort of athlete. Or, like I said, in this case, it'd be like a rapper, but they'll be considered a limited edition. But the shoe company doesn't have any any connection to it. They just, you know, they just sold the the regular shoe. Like what they did afterwards is not something they they collaborated with. So, and for the, for at least a couple of days, everyone was saying Nike is selling these shoes. Like as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I now I couldn't think. A hundred percent Nike wasn't wasn't behind it because it wouldn't I wouldn't have been surprised if it was Nike actually. But I when I saw them like I, I don't know I, I don't think this Nike selling these shoes. I think this is another this is just one of those companies that have bought shoes and have redesigned them and that's exactly what it was. But but you know the, the 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 story out there was saying that Nike was selling the shoes and and trying to explain it, especially if if you don't know anything about how these how these shoes are, are made and stuff like that, because it happens a lot where where they buy a shoe, they buy a, you know a couple of shoes and then you know get some celebrity and say, oh, get these limited edition shoes and for selling for like like <clears throat> these Satan shoes were basically sold for a thousand bucks, and so. Yeah, so I guess I should mention that in case I will hope that explanation has been made somewhere. But yeah, I mean, especially given the fact that Nike have sued now. So in the past couple of days, but um, but yeah, so I know I said I was going to talk about the tax hikes, but the the one part that I want to get to, especially right now, I'll probably just put these two together right quick because it's something in where I'm just still thinking about (laughs) where we are as a country and this whole idea as far as vaccine passports. And it's probably one of the saddest, um, I guess, uh, um, I guess parts of this whole COVID, you know, 
ordeal, <laughs> that pandemic that has been going on for the past over a year now. Um, that we're, you know, so, you know, there are so many people that are actually applauding the fact that we're going to have these uh, vaccine passports and just have no regard to individual liberty and only thinking of themselves, really. It's really selfish in a sense, <laughs> whether they just want everybody to, to basically, basically to just be like them. And I mean, this kind of is a, a favorite argument. And when it comes to talking about vaccines in, in particular, because I mean, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a anti-vaccine at all. I don't have, I don't care one way or another. If you want to take the vaccine, fine. I mean, there's, there's reasons for some people to, to take it and, and not, but one argument in particular, when like, when you talk about people who are vac- vaccinated, like if you're vaccinated, then what does it matter about the people who are not vaccinated to you in particular? <laughs> Cause if you're vaccinated, then you shouldn't have anything to worry about. It's, it's the people who are not vaccinated that have to worry because if they're going to worry, um, cause those are the ones that are supposed to catch the disease. Like you're vaccinated. So you should be good. So why do you care about having a passport? Make sure everyone there is vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, if it's going to, if, if anyone's going to catch the disease, it's going to be the people who are not vaccinated, not you. So you shouldn't have to care one way or another. If you, if, um, you know, if I'm at a place with people who are not vaccinated, I mean, if, if you believe in the vaccination and everything that that's going on, then Stick with that and lead the people who are not vaccinated alone. Let, let them take the risk or, you know, whatever going to happen. It's because they didn't, they weren't vaccinated. That's on them. You could do what you do. Why we need to have this passport to have people like, oh, well, I don't want to get on the plane with people who are not vaccinated. Why not? <laughs> Aren't you vaccinated? If you're vaccinated, what the matter to you? If, if I catch it, I catch it from someone else who's not vaccinated. I'm the one going to catch it. <laughs> Not you. So, and it, I mean, to, to make it dark, I guess to get on a darker po- point about it. I mean, to be honest, I mean, if I'm not vaccinated and say if, for instance, whatever that's, you know, whatever the disease is, or what, you know, it don't have to be just COVID, just whatever disease that we're talking about, then I'm the one at risk and I'm the one that would, um, you know, if I'm, if I were to catch it and all that, all that's going to happen to me, not you. So, so yeah. (laughs) Um, but that being said, I mean, I don't think people really are just, I don't know. It's just this, this COVID thing has just really screwed people's um, perception of anything of when it comes to civil liberties, freedom, your individual liberty, none, all this has just been thrown out the window in the past year and people just don't care. And, and they're just, and when I say people, I'm not talking about everybody because obviously that's not the case, but you just need enough. You just need 51%. I think I've mentioned this before. You just need 51% of people to feel this way. That's all you need. 
in you know whether you're talking about 51 percent as a whole as a country or 51 percent in a district in a state or whatever like that all you need is 51 percent <laughs> and um so and i think it's over 51 percent and that's the sad part about it and where do you gonna have this you know these vaccine passports which is basically just a nut you know just a next step towards some sort of social credit system that's kind of like what they have in china and um i mean you already seen it with council culture like if you you know if you're not um you know if you said a wrong thing or you know if if you i mean if you have different beliefs or whatever like that anything that's that's outside of the progressive liberal democrat narrative you basically would be counseled because you just consider some sort of is a phobe or whatever racist sexist whatever i mean i you can easily see so talking about the vaccine in particular like if they this would be the first part of a like a social credit system so okay you're not vaccinated so that's minus a point so that means you can't i don't know you can't go to um, concerts or you can't go to events because of this. So that's minus one point. And oh, oh, you homeschool your kids, you know, or you're yourself a homeschool. That's minus a point because you're not, um, you didn't let the, you don't want the federal government to control how you're educated or indoctrinated or whatever like that. That's minus a point. Oh, oh, you're driving a car. That's harming the environment. That's minus a point. Oh, so, I mean, disagree with some lesbian, you know, bisexual, transgender, or whatever like that. You know, if you're against anything that is that they're for, then that's minus a point. I mean, look, we've gotten to the point where we're talking about a social credit system. If we've gotten to this point, guns are pretty much already gone anyway. If at this point so there'll probably be some sort of registry or if they're if not they're already you know they're confiscated and all that but but in this new social credit system let's say if you had a gun in the past that'd be minus a point or what if you gave your guns away okay we won't dock you a point but we can't give you a point because you had the audacity to even think about you know having you know having the right to self-defense you the fact that you even thought about that you know you should have that right to defend yourself or your family you shouldn't you know you shouldn't get a point for that but we won't take one away from you because you did give it back to us even though we didn't give it to you you bought it on your own anyway so yeah yeah again so yeah like i said people are getting so like oh yeah we have a vaccine passport and everything you know now we can get back to normal and everything again you know just keep on well if you you know 15 days is slow to spread and then like you know if we do this then they will get back to normal you do that get back to normal if you get vaccine then we we'll get back to normal it just the the end goal just keeps moving like it, it, it and it's never going to stop until people actually just say no we're not we're just not going to do this and it's i mean yes obviously there are people that are not but there's not enough there's too many people clapping and cheering about all all this um everything the government is doing all this authoritarian and dictatorial to the point because this is just the route we're going and people are just 
so ignorant to it to where they're just like, oh, not well, just just letting the government just take over uh, to the point. That, and unfortunately, it seems like no people are not going to wake up until it's too late. And, it, you know, then I'm like, oh, what happened? Like, oh, I can't do nothing in this country anymore. All right, yeah, because you just sat back and just like kept letting the government take take this and this and this and that. <laughs> And you just kept thinking about, oh, I just want to be safe. I just want to, like, like freedom is not safe. <laughs> but apparently it's not worth it to a lot of people either. So, <laughs> anyway. And, and you know, and, and talking about that, I'm just going to the next one. Just talking about, you know, these rumored tax hikes, which is not surprising. Because, I mean, I mean, talking about, you know, taxes and, you know, <laughs> and just going back to everything with talking about the vaccine passports it's just like as i mean i feel like people just sell their soul just to feel safe <laughs> i mean that kind of goes to the whole thing about you know the satan jews and all that but i mean it just that's what it feels like like people just don't they don't care about their freedoms or nothing like that they just like just make me feel safe government i'll give you everything i, I got <laughs> and i don't care just i don't, I don't care i just want to feel like uh, yeah so anyway, <laughs> um, I mean, in talking about the tax hikes with the Biden administration, like I said, it's not surprising given Democrats that's always talking about always wanting to raise taxes. But, you know, who cares, though, because they're only raising for the rich. Right. Because that's kind of where people don't really care because, OK, they just they just raising taxes on the rich. I mean, look, I'm not making any arguments about the effects on the, on the economy. Uh, you know, it's just fundamentally wrong, you know, to just single out a group of people, um, you know, to have someone to, you know, to have the government take more of what they earn simply because, you know, they have more than you. Because that's kind of basically what Democrats in particular are like telling everyone and Democrats, socialists, et cetera, you know, talk about fair share. But, you know, like I said, you know, like, you know, rich finally pay their fair share when they talk about raising taxes especially on on the wealthy or whatever like that um and I'm, look we don't have a fair tax system so it's when they talk about fair share i'm like oh, what you talking about because we don't have a fair tax system I'm, i mean i bet more people will actually care about you know raising taxes if everyone paid the same percentage like a fair tax system you know everyone paid the, the same percentage not the same amount <laughs> same percentage so everyone was paying i don't know 10 percent it'd be 10 percent of whatever your income is not not paying the same amount i think that's the one like whenever you bring that up especially democrats are like oh you're trying to tell people to pay the same amount no same percentage it's not the same amount <laughs> but um but you know i mean honestly i mean people have a natural jealousy towards the rich i mean because they have it and you don't you know news and entertainment media push a narrative you know to make people feel entitled to receive something they didn't earn um you know you know democrats use that envy to justify you know taking more from them i mean and look and it works because um i mean you know because we allow our our government you know to grow more and more and so that just justifies 
you know, people in D.C. to raise taxes to fund these departments and programs because we just keep allowing it by the people we <laughs> elect to go to go to D.C. or even in our in whatever state you're in. I mean, look, I, I, we've just become so complacent and, and entitled. <laughs> I mean, t- to consider cutting any of this, any program, any department, anything like that. I mean, cause you know, we wouldn't want to be held accountable <laughs> for the decisions in our lives. So especially when we can let the government do it for, uh, for us and, you know, further giving away more of our freedom. And uh, it seems to be a theme as far as just, you know, just lack of personal responsibility amongst most people in this country. And just like, um, just freedom. We're just, so eagerly to want to squander away <laughs> um so and you know again i'm not talking about everyone obviously but it just like i say you just need 51 percent. i mean most who are listening to me you know don't believe this but you know you just need enough people um, um to to believe this i mean whether it's intentionally or e- either by ignorance or apathy or just um you know manipulation through media so and on top of talking about taxes in particular, then you have Pete Buttigieg talking about a malice tax in particular. <laughs> and again, coming from a Democrat, it's not surprising talking about taxes and just finding another way to tax people. But I know, I think I saw on social media of people asking like, why a malice tax? <laughs> And I mean, well, for one, for a Democrat, why not? That's I think that's one <laughs> for a Democrat. But um, but look, I think it kind of covers pretty much most of the Democrat um demographic in a sense. So, like, on one hand, a mileage tax will make people drive less, therefore less carbon emissions for their environmentalists in the, on that side. Um take more money from citizens through taxes, which is that's basically all Democrats in general <laughs> and, and, and some Republicans too, Republicans too. So I'm not, I'm not going to exclude them either, but, um, but more so that's a Democrat like principle, <laughs> but, um, season more control over, over citizens, you know, again, that kind of goes on both sides too, a little, but more so on the Democrat side, cause that's, you know, everything is done through regulation for them. It's not, they don't really anything about anything about individual liberty, freedom, all that, that no, it's all about having that control from, from the federal government. So, so yeah, that kind of covers all Democrats in, 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 in general. So yeah, I'm not surprised they're, they're pushing for a mileage tax. Don't know how it's going to go, but yeah. So there's that now. I'm going to I said now I said it would be short but here we are we're almost at an hour. So but it's not going to be we're not going over an hour this time. So we're going to do two things. One, right quick, we're going to shout out these locations and I'm going to make sure I get that in. So where we at now? All right, there we go. Uh, Cuz only got a couple more times before we do this so so as far as the the cities go, we got oh boy. Okay, the first one is Ahmadillabad, Ahmadillabad, India. Anyway, 
I know I'm saying it wrong, but whoever you are in Ahmad Alamadillabad, uh, email me trenchat at 247.com how to pronounce it. Um, Allen, Texas, Gillingham, United Kingdom. Oh, here's another one. Um, uh, Gudabar, Gudabar, Brazil, Lucknow, Lucknow, India. Oh boy, Saint Saint Quinn La Pen, Saint Saint Quinn La Pen, France, and Washington, Virginia, and Bellingham, Washington. And so, as far as the country goes, Brazil, United Kingdom, France, India, and United States. So, thank you to everyone that has been listening all across the globe. And yeah, so yep, so yeah, I appreciate everyone listening there, and so I appreciate you know. Again, it's always just cool to see that. So, in the last minute and a half, as the song goes out, <laughs> just want to point out uh, that one thing about. Uh, so, President Trump said he has a new social media platform coming out. So, yep, um, he, I know he's teased this while he was in office. So, but yeah, so it's going to happen. Um, I guess in the next, I don't know. Um, couple of um couple of weeks or so so i mean look i mean it may or may not be successful you know it may be a nice alternative to major platforms but look it's not going to overtake them because i mean for one it won't it won't do that because it will always be partisan because of trump in particular and it will always be marginalized as conservative unlike the major platforms you know, just like media in particular, the major platforms like Facebook, Twitter, they're considered, they're viewed as nonpartisan, even though that's not really the case. But that's just how it's going to look. So anyway, we'll see what comes out of that. So thank you for listening. Trenchat247.com, major platform, major podcast outlets. And until next time, we'll chat with you later. Like, share, and subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off friends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details. When it comes to working at GEICO, our best advocates are our employees, like Maxine. But since she is so focused on growing her career, we hired an actor to read her story. At GEICO, I love mentoring the new associates to help them make this a career and not just a job. And with new opportunities and job stability, GEICO has been helping people grow their careers for over 75 years. The only downside? She still hasn't met the gecko. Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career, Fredericksburg? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.job slash Fredericksburg.